BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. So now that we're getting into the colder months which I'm very excited about. I was kind of on the fence about it, as you all know, but now I'm getting excited. I'm romanticizing the colder weather. The one thing I'm not romanticizing is me being drier than I already am. My skin, okay, my skin was what we're talking about right now. I deal with a lot of dryness. I think it's just also dehydration. I also am very sensitive, so I have pretty sensitive skin. And I get red really, really easily. So finding something in these upcoming months that's super hydrating and calms my skin is absolutely key. And Summer Friday's Rich Cushion Cream is the perfect hydrating moisturizer for both morning and night. I love that I can use it both times of day because in the past, I really just had like more of a rich cream for nighttime and then something different for during the daytime. But this works for both. No matter your skin concerns, Summer Friday's Rich Cushion Cream leaves your skin looking plump and hydrated. So I use this under makeup in the morning. It lays perfectly and hydrates my skin perfectly to give me like a super natural glow um, to add over whatever I need to put on top, whether it's my like skin tint kind of thing or like my actual foundation. It's non-comedogenic and fragrance-free, which is great for my sensitive skin because I'm more acne-prone as well. It's formulated for all skin types, even sensitive skin, and received the National Eczema Association Seal of Acceptance. So this stuff is so, so good. I will use it at the end of my skincare routine at nighttime uh, for extra hydration. I'm starting to use more actives on my skin, so this is really, really important for me to focus on calming my skin and hydrating it at the very end of my skincare routine every night. Also, if you're already a fan of the best-selling jet lag mask or are new to the brand, check out the skincare set, the perfect holiday gift at a great value, inclusive of a full-size jet lag mask, mini vanilla lip butter balm, and mini CC me vitamin C cream and mini light aura eye cream. I love all of these products. I've used all of these products. I will go to bat for all of them. Visit summerfridays.com and use code note to self at checkout for 15% off your purchase. That's S-U-M-M-E-R-F-R-I-D-A-Y-S.com and use code note to self for 15% off your order. Summer Fridays is also available at Sephora. Hey guys, this is Note to Self and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail and I hope you enjoy today's episode. 
Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Note to Self. If you're watching on YouTube, we have switched studios and I'm really excited about this because I love the background. I just saw what's on the camera. I love the background of like the palms. I feel like it feels very refreshed and new. So by the way, those videos are going up on YouTube lately. I'm getting better at putting them up. So if y'all want to watch the video version of the podcast, you can go to my YouTube channel, just search Peyton Sarton, or you can search Note to Self podcast and it'll come up on YouTube. So let's just dive into today's episode. We're going to do an episode on patience. It's something that I have been talking about a lot on this podcast, whether it's been with a guest or when I did my kind of like five pillars episode at the beginning of, I think that was 2023. I think that was this year that I did the five pillars. I, I try to like practice these five very important, what I'm calling pillars in my life and patience is one of them. And so it's a very like it's a difficult topic for me because I am notoriously and terminally impatient in my life. So I have done a little bit of research. I've looked at some other podcasts. I have read a little bit about this over the course of the last year, and then I have tried to implement things in my life to make me more patient. Is it going well? I won't give myself an A plus on this assignment. I'll give myself like a B minus maybe. I mean, I'm trying. The foundation is there. The awareness is there. <laughs> but my nervous system does not agree with patience. And getting it to agree with patience has been, I mean, it's really the job of a lifetime. But this year, I'm definitely paying attention to it. But before we get started with that, let's do a little life update. One interesting thing, I I'm keep trying to remember things that happened throughout the week so I can share them with you guys, especially as I'm recording a lot of these episodes like literally a couple of days before they come out. So they're updated. We are fresh. We are new. This Sunday, I was really, really excited to take Winnie to a, I want to say it's like a, they called it doggy days. It's at a park near my place and they, it's like a dog fair. So they had like a bunch of dogs there. There's dogs you could adopt as well. And then there's like a bunch of vendors. So you could shop for your dog. I was so, so, so excited. So Sunday morning rolls around. I'm like, we're going to be so wholesome today, Winnie. We're going to have the best time. Uh, you're going to meet so many dogs. She is, for those of you who are new here or haven't been here in a while, I have a puppy and she's four months old. She is obsessed with anything her size. So like children or dogs, she needs to be their best friend. And lately on my walks and stuff like that, that I take her on usually in the morning and the afternoon as well. There's a lot of dogs that like don't want to meet her or owners that are like, no, the dog's not my dog's not friendly. So like, let's not, you know, whatever. And Winnie is so she's beside herself. So excited. Like you could just tell she's so excited. She's jumping out of her skin. She's like going around in circles. Her tail is wagging with like the force of a thousand suns. Like I've never seen such antsiness and excitement. So I was like, damn, she's going to have the best time making some friends because she is newly fully vaccinated. So I can actually take her around to meet other dogs. So anyway, super excited. Another thing that I was excited to, about was I have these new microdose gummies. They're like THC, they're weed gummies. And they're like therapeutic microdoses. And it says microdose really big on the package. So I was like, perfect. I'm going to take one of these. We'll see how it goes. It said the serving size was one to three gummies per day for the microdose effect. So I was like, wonderful. I'll take one of these. So I, I take a microdose gummy. I would say about an hour later, I start to feel 
I'm laying with Winnie on the couch and I start to get that like pressure in my eyes. And I'm like, damn, like, am I like allergic to Winnie? Cause I was like laying kind of by her with my head kind of on her. I'm like, if I'm allergic to Winnie, this is going to be so upsetting. And <laughs> slowly I start to realize like, oh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm high right now. Like I'm getting pretty high and you know, more time passes and I am like extremely high. <laughs> I'm sitting on my couch like, what in the fuck is this microdose? Because that was, there is no way that this is affecting me this way. I will say I'm pretty sensitive to weed and I don't really do edibles. And I'm, I mean, taking an edible on a Sunday is not really usually my thing, but a microdose, I thought this would be great, right? No, I was down for the count for the next five hours. I took a long nap. I did not move off the couch. I tried to have a conversation on FaceTime with a friend and I could not focus. Like I was being so weird. So anyway, I go to do some further research and turns out the company sent me two separate containers of weed gummies. Me opening up the package and there was a lot of information on the microdose. I thought they were both microdose packages. They were not. One of them was a 10 milligram edible, which actually makes so much more sense. But I was Y'all, I was so high and I was so excited about that day. And I was just like, I cannot take Wendy to the dog park because one, seeing a ton of dogs when I'm this high is going to be stressful. Two, Winnie's going to be freaking out, so excited. I'm going to have to be on my A game. Even speaking to another person at that point was hard because I I do this thing where I like forget where I am when I'm high like that. Um, and again, I never really take edibles to this extent for that reason. So that was stressful. And then I also thought like on the off chance that I meet somebody who follows me or listens to the podcast and they try to talk to me without knowing how high I am, they're going to think that I am insane or that I'm just there's something wrong with me. It's going to be so embarrassing. And then I'm going to overthink that interaction. Like I was just having a meltdown and there's no way I could have been in public. So we did not go to the doggy fair. And I'm so sad because it happens once a year. And Winnie is just now getting into like the doggy daycare. I might be a member at Dog People, which is like the social club for people with dogs. We can go like work and your dog can go. And But she has to like, we have to set up appointments for like her behavior tests for those things, which is why I like the idea of taking her to those places because there's like a three hour behavior test you have to go through for I think both of her dog daycare and dog people. I'm not really sure about dog people for sure. But anyway. I wanted her to have like a time with some other dogs. So this week I've scheduled a play date that she has coming up tomorrow, actually. And then I'm actually going to have someone staying with me this weekend and they're going to bring their dog and we're going to see how that goes because I have a place for like their dog to stay separate from Winnie should there be any issue. But I think we'll be fine. Winnie's just she is a big fan of other dogs. So that was my Sunday. I'm very sad about that, but also like check the, you know what, if you're, if you think it's a microdose, do it, do a nice little double check. And now I'm scarred, but I'm definitely going to try the micro, the actual microdose. But I was so confused. I was so confused. That's how I spent my Sunday. I felt so, I was like, am I a person that takes a 10 milligram edible on a Sunday? It's usually not my vibes. I kind of like to get it together on Sundays. Another note that I have that I literally wrote down to share with you guys is I'm obsessed with this gadget that I have recently gotten. It's called a Pura. And basically it's a diffuser that plugs into the wall, but like like plugs into your socket so it doesn't like diffuse 
you know, into the air like a normal diffuser. And like, it's not like standalone. It actually plugs right into your socket and stays there. I don't know how to explain that better than that. But it's like this little white circular thing. You can put two cents in there and it's controlled by an app. So you can like start and stop them whenever you want. You can connect them to your Alexa. They have a gazillion different scents. So I got my Pira online. You can get them on Amazon. I have them linked or a Pira linked on my Amazon page as well. But you can order whatever scents you want via the app or via Amazon. And then it'll like literally track how much is left when you need to order more. I'm obsessed with it. I think I'm going to get two more, one for my living room and one for my bedroom or my bathroom maybe. I'm not sure. I want I want Pira's everywhere now. I'm a big like scent person. I My friends always joke that I can literally smell everything. Like I, I'm a freak right now, especially with the, with the puppy, with the dog pee and the poop and all of that stuff. Like the second it happens, if I'm not in the room, I can smell it. Like it's, it's immediate and people around me are like, you have <laughs> some kind of weird sense, but I can smell it and it drives me insane. So the Pura, I'm obsessed with it. Y'all need one in your house. I'm not having diffusers anymore. This is the only diffuser that I need. And that is not an ad, unfortunately for me. Next, I am on an app called Pickle now. And I actually just made my first like rent out of my clothing. But basically Pickle is an app where you can go on and either put your clothes on for people to rent out from you or you can rent out clothing from other people. So I am bulking up my little Pickle closet right now with some stuff that's more like maybe occasion wear because I have so many outfits that I love, but I really have only worn them for like one or two occasions, but I don't necessarily want to get rid of them. So I'm going to have them on Pickle. I just made my first rental on Pickle. Things are under $100 to rent and you can rent for like up to a week, I think. So think like wedding guests, shopping, or just like any kind of occasion where I'll have that stuff up. There are brands like Beck and Bridge, Free People for Love and Lemons. I've got a Dolce & Gabbana dress on there, like a mini dress that I wore to Fashion Week. I'm going to put some more up this week, though. I feel like you're really going to like the stuff I have on there. So if you go on Pickle, it's an app. I don't know if you can use the website too, but I use the app. So go on the app and then you can just search Peyton Sartan, same as my Instagram handle. And it's up there. Also, there is, as of right now, still merch left and available for you guys. So if y'all want to shop the merch, I think it's a great gift. I might be biased, but we've got some joggers and we've got the crew neck left, the hat. So y'all can shop that using the link in the description. We'll have that set up for you guys to shop there. As a reminder, I wear the Lucky merch. I usually wear like the the t-shirt that I have. I wear in a size 2XL. And then in the crew neck, I have an XL. And in the joggers, I have a medium. And I have been wearing that. Like every morning I get up to take Winnie outside. And then I like will feed her and then take her on a walk. And I'll always wear my Lucky joggers. They're so comfortable. They're lightweight enough to wear for, as a person like me who I usually get like overheated, honestly. So I don't get too stressed about wearing this, you know, inside, outside, whatever it is. Like I, I feel like they're lightweight and really breathable as a sweat set. And they're also super soft on the inside. And I love the Navy and like the crisp white lettering. I have to like make myself stop wearing them because I feel sometimes kind of weird wearing my own merch just like all the time. (laughs) And at some point I'm going to be taking mirror photos and you're going to be like, you literally never change out of this merch. I will say I have like three different sets of the lucky merch. So I always have one on hand. Also, another note for fall. I got really excited about this. I don't know why. I created a cozy country 
playlist on Spotify. I'm pretty sure you can just search Cozy Country because I haven't really seen any other playlist, but it's under my name, Peyton Sarton, and it's Cozy Country with like a little leaf emoji and a candle emoji and like a little sparkle emoji if you need specifics. I can link that on in the show notes as well, but it's just like my favorite country songs. Think like Texas country, like it's very like red dirt, kind of folky. I will say some of them are kind of depressing, but I'm obsessed with them. I just picture myself listening to this when I clean with my little like fireplace thing on the TV, especially when the Christmas decorations go up, which I've been trying to hold off on. When those go up, just listening to this music, I love it. Even if it's a little depressing and gloomy sometimes, I'm obsessed. It's definitely not like a pop country moment. This is like a lot of music I grew up on and than some more newer red dirt country, which is specific. And if you've been around since I've been talking about that, I'm very passionate about Texas country music. It's very important to me. All right, content corner. I really haven't been following that many people on TikTok lately because I haven't been on TikTok as much this week, either posting or consuming on TikTok. But I will say I've been listening to the podcast Hidden Brain a lot. And it's an oldie, but a goodie. I forget about it sometimes. And I go back and listen to a bunch of them. So Hidden Brain is definitely on the top and the only thing on my content corner list this week. But I definitely feel like y'all should go listen to it. They've gotten some really great episodes. Let me go look at the episode I listened to recently because it's about like narratives that we tell ourselves. This episode is called Healing 2.0, Change Your Story, Change Your Life, which I really, really enjoyed. That came out on October 30th. And then I started listening to one called The Enemies of Gratitude from Hidden Brain. Also, the podcast Being Her that I've talked about before, I listened to episode 28, Five Non-Negotiable Rules to Being Her. And then I discovered a new podcast actually called If Books Could Kill. And they got a couple of good episodes. Really funny. That's kind of reminds me of Celebrity Memoir Book Club, but not only memoirs. It's a bunch of other books. I think the two guys who host that are really, really funny. So that is my little content corner of the week. Today's episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix. So Stitch Fix is like having a clothing stylist at your fingertips. It's not like that. It actually is exactly that. Stitch Fix totally gets me. Yes, I have a stylist. She's a fashion expert who shops for me and knows exactly what I like and probably more importantly, what I don't like. She knows what will fit me and she sends me pieces within my budget, which just makes shopping easier. I think headed into the holidays and Q4, especially now that I have a puppy who needs me at every waking moment, she needs a lot of attention. I feel like my shopping days have kind of fallen by the wayside. I'll try to do one or two here or there, but I just need someone to do it all for me. And this is where Stitch Fix comes in. Stitch Fix is the best way to shop new styles and brands. Think of them as your style partner. Your stylist will learn about your taste and collaborate with you on looks you'll love without breaking the bank. You'll simply share your style, sizes, and budget with a quick style quiz, and Stitch Fix sends you five items in a fix right to your door. They also do this with your choices in mind, and they have sizes from XS to 3XL, so you're going to find your perfect fit. Try everything on at home. Keep what you like and send back the rest. Shipping and returns are always free. They have over a 1,000 brands and styles, so no matter what season of life you're in, Stitch Fix has you covered. 
simply order a refresh as needed or set it and forget it with regular fixes. You are totally in control. Over time, Stitch Fix and their season style experts will match you with greater precision to perfect pieces for you based on your likes and dislikes, which is so, so easy. So when I received my fix, I'll be honest, I didn't think my stylist was going to get it right the first time. I kept pretty much everything in my fix. I was kind of going for a more relaxed, effortless, kind of high-end luxury look for my fall pieces. And I think she really hit the nail on the head. Like I said before, I think it's more important that she knows what I don't like. You know what I mean? And that was pretty clear. So thanks Stitch Fix. They just get me and they'll get you too. Try today at stitchfix.com slash note to self and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash note to self stitchfix.com slash note to self. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'm very red today. We talked about the fall it color red and I have been wearing it like crazy. My nails are red. I have some red accents on my Nikes. I've got red sweatshirt on. I've got my little cute pleated red mini skirt on. We're going for it. We're going for it with the with the trending reds. I will say I got the skirt from Urban Outfitters, but the crew neck is like a vintage just thrifted Nike crew neck. On Etsy, they have so many amazing, just solid color, really inexpensive Nike crew necks that are oversized and really, really soft. I have this one and then I have a navy one, I think. It's like a little bit lighter blue than the Lucky Merch, actually, the Lucky Merch sweatshirt. All right. So let's get to the point of this episode. We're talking about patience. So for me, my background and why like why this is important to me is that I'm, like I said, terminally impatient. I have a tendency to rush through things. I have a tendency to want everything and want it immediately right now. And what that's done for me and over the course of my life is just kind of give me anxiety. I don't think it's been helpful. I think I've it's been masked as like being really motivated or being really driven, but when I really think about it, I've taken those two things to an extreme and to the point that I would just call it impatience. I wrote some notes down as per usual about kind of how, where I want to go with this episode, but I wanted to make sure that I was like taking key points in my life and sharing with you guys. So just in case you guys relate to this at all, you'll know it's the episode for you. So since I was little, I would say like maybe the first goalpost I wanted to reach was like being 13 because I really wanted to be a teenager. So it was really exciting for me. I was waiting and counting down the days until I was 13 and I was a teenager. So then I'm waiting and counting down the days till I'm 15 and I have my permit. And then I'm counting down the days till I'm 16 and I have my license. And then I'm counting down the days until I'm 18 and I'm an adult now and I'm going to college. And then post-college, I was literally dying to get out of my college town and and get and out to LA and move out to LA. And then I was, you know, wanting to be in a relationship or I guess with work, I was wanting to be more established and making more money. And then I was wanting to be in a relationship. And then after a relationship happens, you're like, okay, well, when am I going to get engaged and get married and have kids? And I always want to be at the next goalpost. And I feel like when I look back, not that my life has been bad or anything or that I regret you know, things in my life. I've I've had some wonderful memories and I've I've enjoyed my life thus far. 
But I will say, I think I would have enjoyed it more had I just slowed down and stopped thinking about the next goalpost to reach and looking at life as more of a process rather than like a checklist of things that I need to do. I'm also, I have a tendency that when like things aren't happening naturally and things aren't kind of coming to me in the time that they're supposed to, I want to force them. And I don't think anything I've ever forced in my life has ended up being a good thing. I think with work, there is a there is a situation in which you kind of have to go out and make things happen and go out and like and create things or or try to accomplish things. But I think that there can be a point where you're trying to overwork yourself and kind of have that mentality of I want everything. I want it all and I want it right now rather than just letting things fall into place as a product of you working really hard or being motivated or setting goals or things like that. I think there is a moment and I think we can all acknowledge it in ourselves if we really look inward, if we're honest with ourselves, that maybe we're not being as necessarily motivated anymore. We've gone beyond that. We're being impatient now. Let's see. Another thing I've noticed about myself is that the old saying, haste makes waste. There is so much in my life that I've done, particularly work-wise, that I don't feel proud of because I was so impatient and I didn't wait for my time. So there's so many things I wanted to do for myself and for my job and my career and, and for the podcast and things like that, that I've learned I need to cool down. I don't need to do everything all at once. I need to just make sure I'm doing things right. And I mean, it, it's a learning experience for me, I guess, because I don't want to say right now, as you're listening to this episode, I am not the master of patience. I am very much not that, which is kind of the point of note to sell for me to get on a mic and kind of every week have homework to do for myself and then share with you guys, like, here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm doing. And this is what I'm trying to accomplish or, you know, the goal I'm trying to get to which is funny, me talking about getting to a goal in an episode about patience and talking about not getting to goals necessarily. But this is where I'm at. And, you know, it's a it's kind of a relatability thing is if this is where you guys are at too. here's some of the things I'm thinking about. So that's what the episode is about. It's not um, here's how to be patient because I'm the master of it, you know. So also for me, what I've noticed is when I'm in a rush and this happens all the time, whether it's rushing through a podcast episode or rushing through, I don't know, a photo shoot or rushing through getting ready in the morning or being late to something and rushing and being stressed, which is my pretty much my how I spend 99% of my life is just rushing because I'm late and I'm stressed. I realize that I don't carry an energy with me that I like and I don't want to poison myself with that energy and I don't want to poison other people with that energy. When I look at people that I want to be like, I feel a very strong sense of, I don't know, silent confidence. And I think that comes from this like innate patience with self and with life. So for me, being around people who are impatient, as am I, makes me like feel uncomfortable and it makes me get more anxiety. It makes me feel like they're a little bit flighty and I don't trust them. And I don't want to be a person like that. And I think as much as I can on the outside when I'm feeling anxious and impatient, I can kind of remain stoic. I think there's an energy around myself when I'm like that, that people can sense. And I don't want to bring an energy like that to any space. So these are some of the reasons, some of the things I've noticed about myself and and the reasons I want to be more patient going forward in my life. So I think first, I have a list of some words that I have 
come across in the past years that I find really applicable to my life and that have changed my view on what patience is. So the first is patience is non-acceptance of the moment right now, of reality. And hearing that, I don't know why I hadn't thought of it like that before, but it's like you're trying to escape the reality you're in right now to get to an an alternate one, a different one. It's not an acceptance of right now because you want it to be different. And I think that that's like the very antithesis of being present, which is kind of the point of living is being present in whatever's happening right now. And I think that being able to be present also slows everything down. So it feels it makes the day feel longer. It makes life feel longer. I think that at this point in my life, I really I really value things that make my day feel slower because there's so many days I wake up now and I'm or I, you know, I wake up and I I feel like the day I blinked and the day is over and I'm just like, where the fuck did 24 hours go? And how did that happen so fast? There's not enough hours in the day. And I think a lot of the time that feeling is because I having that feeling is because I rushed through the entire day. I didn't look up to like see what was going on around me to like, you know, feel the sun on my face and just these little moments where you connect and be present with what's going on. It's super easy to just get caught up in the day and then you blink and the day is gone. So I think very similarly, this could be applied to life. I feel like if you don't look up and stop and smell the roses, as they say, you're you're going to blink and you're going to turn around and be like, where the fuck did all that time go? I was just rushing and rushing and rushing and trying to get the next thing and the next thing. So for me, understanding that patience and being patient is accepting reality as it is right now, even if I don't like it, just accepting it and being here as I'm trying to get to the next thing. I think it's nice to stop and take a moment. I also saw the question, why are you trying to rush through your life? And I realized this as it was pertaining to my breakup that I went through. I I realized mid-breakup, I was like, listen, I got really real with myself. Whether or not you ever get in a relationship again with anyone, whether or not it's someone else, whether or not it's the same person that you broke up with, you're in a moment right now where you are single, you're 29 years old, you're doing all these things with work and you have all of these opportunities and you're living in this apartment that you love and you have these friends that you love. Let's not be impatient and think about the next relationship literally at all. I realized that after I got through like the lull of the first sadness of it all and like the grief stage that I was just like trying to get to the next thing because I felt like maybe it could get me out of being in this uncomfortable state. And instead, I caught myself doing that. And I was like, you just need to be here right now, because imagine you do get back together with your ex or imagine you do start dating a new guy eventually in the future and you're going to look back on this moment that you had right now to be single in a place that you love with the friends that you love. And you're going to be like, why the fuck did I spend time at all worrying about the future and what was going to happen? Because I knew in me that I'm going to be in a relationship that's really fruitful for me, whoever that may be with. And I know that there's going to be a moment where I look back and be like, what the fuck was I doing with all that time that I had to be single And not necessarily be out in the streets, but be single and just like do my own thing and live my own life. Like there's no reason to be worrying about the future because the future is going to come however it does and the worrying isn't going to change it. So being there and not rushing through that very important time that I have with myself to learn a little bit more about myself after having been in a relationship for two and a half years, that was really important. And also 
if y'all have been with me since before that relationship, my single life was pretty much the only thing I had. And I, I loved being single. I have a full episode on living your best single life because I loved that. But after being in a relationship for two and a half years and being so used to that, I kind of lost sight of that a little bit. And then I was able to really come back to me, which is, I think, being myself and taking care of myself and doing all the things that I love to do and not having to worry about anyone else. I think there's beauty in being in a relationship too. It's taught me more than, you know, I thought it would. And I'm, that's why I value relationship a lot right now at this point in my life. But being single is an incredible time to spend with yourself. So I learned and I, I caught myself being impatient through my single, you know, 2023. And I had to kind of challenge myself to stop worrying about that and just be patient with that and and live in the moment that I was living in and not rush through that very important part of my life is what I'm trying to say. So another thing that I I read a an excerpt on impatience a long time ago and I wrote a note in my notes because I was trying to remind myself kind of like what I got from that and basically it's kind of morbid but I noticed that we're all heading directly in the direction of the end of life. So why am I rushing to get to the end is essentially what I was thinking. Like I'm rushing to all these goalposts, but like all I'm doing is rushing through to get to the end of my life faster. I don't know. That's what it makes it feel like at least. And let's speak about the time. Maybe like you're in an uncomfortable time. You've just gone through a breakup like I did back in the early you know, days of 2023. And I realized also at that time, I was like, listen, I talk to myself, of course, I know that there's going to be a time in my life where I'm coming to the end of my life. And it's hard to imagine, I think, but I've always been like fascinated with end of life and death and all those things. And it doesn't necessarily scare me. So I like, I think about it a lot. The process of dying kind of scares me because I don't want to be painful or anything, but like actually death itself, it doesn't seem scary. It kind of seems like calm a little bit, you know, to be not to be like morbid. But I feel like at the end of my life, I would look back on a moment that I would consider difficult going through a hard time during a breakup, for example. And I realized that I would probably do anything to be back in that moment again and have that time back again. So for me, it made me really embrace not only the presence, but the patience that is you know, waiting to see how my life unfolds rather than trying to rush through to get to you know, are we getting back together? Am I getting into a new relationship? I need, I would like to get married. I would like to have kids, like all these things. Like I truly, if I think about it in myself, I know in my soul that whatever's supposed to happen with me and to me and for me is going to happen. So I don't need to be rushing through any of these things. And I, I really had that realization through some harder times at the beginning of my breakup that I, I would, even though it was painful, I would probably do anything at the end of my life to have this time and be back in this time again. So why not embrace it while I'm in it? So I don't regret not doing so in the future. So basically, I just think the to sum it up, I think if you're extremely impatient, like I am, like, like we are, perhaps, we'll look back on our life, realizing that we unintentionally were rushing to the end the entire time rather than just actually living in the moment. And I think that that's something that now has become a part of my everyday kind of reminder or note to myself is that I need to stop rushing because not only is it not good for my anxiety and like my enjoyment of the day, but also like overall in my life, I think it's going to be something that I actually do regret because I could already tell at almost 30 that I have moments of rushing through 
not only like days and months, but years that I do regret. I do wish that I had um, stayed a little more present during those times. But I'm glad that I learned that lesson now rather than learning it, you know, 20 years from now, because now I've got those 20 years to be able to practice the patience that I'd like to have. Today's episode is sponsored by Woo More Play. Back again with one of my favorite sponsors. I love talking about Woo More Play. You've heard me talk about Woo More Play many a time, and that's because I want all of you to take control of your sexual wellness. We all need to have be having a good time when it comes to sex. I think it's something that we need to talk about more. I would love to have someone on the podcast to talk about it more. All the different, I mean, there's so much to talk about when it comes to the topic of sex and how women relate to sex and how society relate women to sex, the whole thing. So We More Play is an all-natural sexual wellness brand that uses only good-for-you ingredients. If you have not tried their coconut love oil lube yet, you're missing out on the best sex of your life. So the coconut love oil is silky, non-sticky, and feels very natural on your skin. You can use it for everything from foreplay, sex, massages, whatever. It's edible, and it tastes and smells like a vanilla cupcake. I'm a big fan of this stuff. I actually have the coconut love oil packets for like traveling or just like a surprise intimate moment with my partner. I also have the full size just like right next to my bed, like just right there, right on the side table. Shamelessly. I don't care. I love it so much. This fall and winter is all about stepping up your self care and woo's vibrators are just what you need. As many of us know, studies have shown that orgasms can do wonders for your mental health and emotional well-being. So you can grab yourself a G-spot or clitoral vibrator that are so cute you won't want to hide them away in your bedside table. Fun fact about vibrators, as many of us know, but some of us don't think about, you can use these by yourself but also with a partner. Every single one of you needs to be owning a vibrator. That's what I want for the Note to Self community. Everyone, if you're listening to this, you need to acquire a vibrator if you don't have one already. So this is a very special discount for listeners of Note to Self. Woo is giving you 20% off your purchase and randomly choosing orders that use my code to refund their entire purchase. That's right. They're randomly choosing orders to completely refund. Head over to woomoreplay.com and use code Note to Self at checkout. That's W-O-O-M-O-R-E-P-L-A-Y woomoreplay.com, code note to self at checkout. Of course, we've got some things that I've read on Pinterest or in poems or, you know, via podcasts from other people. Some of these have an author and some of them don't. So I read something that says patience is the ability to tolerate delay without frustration, which I thought was kind of a monumental way to look at it for me. I This is why I love reading like quotes and commentary, even watching TikTok sometimes, seeing how other people word things that should be obvious to me that aren't necessarily so can totally change the way I think about something. So patience is the ability to tolerate delay without frustration. That kind of hit me because I realized that I cannot tolerate delay. Again, I want everything and I want it right now. And it's almost like pitching a little fit in your brain that you're not having it right now. You're you get frustrated that things aren't going the way that you want them to go. But then I get all in my head and I'm like, okay, do I really even know how they should go? Because I don't really know anything. (laughs) The older I'm getting, they always say this happens and it's definitely happening to me where you 
you realize you just don't know what the fuck's going on even more every year. So that for me is tolerating that delay without frustration. Is It's a very simple way to look at it for me to learn patience. Another one by David G. Allen. He says, patience is the calm acceptance that things can happen in a different order than the one you have in mind, which is humbling. And it forces you to humble yourself because you realize, okay, yes, I have, you know, this very specific idea in mind, but maybe life is showing me something different and I need to be patient with that knowledge that I don't know everything. I don't know what's best. And maybe I'm being shown a better route or maybe I'll get the things that I need in the time that I need them and not sooner and not later. And maybe not in the order that I thought that they would come in. And I think that realizing that for me has been very freeing, actually. This one says, patience is not simply the ability to wait. It's how we behave while we're waiting. And that's a Joyce Meyer quote. That's another thing I imagine myself, let's see, in the DMV waiting for my number to be called. I can spend that time anxious and angry or I can spend that time being there, like listening to some music, kind of relaxing, just enjoying the time I have to be alive, to be in the freaking DMV, even though it's the DMV, to look around, maybe have a conversation with someone. I don't know. You you just live and just relax for a second. And I think that for me, the way I act when I'm impatient is stressed and anxious and I carry a certain anxious energy with me. And again, I'd like to dispel that not only for the sake of myself, but for others as well. This one says, don't rush something you want to last forever. And I think that that one to me more obviously replies to relationships, whether it's friendships or family relationships or romantic relationships. You don't need to rush things all the time. I use this in my romantic relationships a lot where I like to have time apart, which is also why I love long distance or I think I thrive in long distance because I think it's easy to, when you're getting into a new relationship, let's say you're really obsessed with someone, they're obsessed with you, you're in a honeymoon phase. It's easy to like overdo it on how much time you're spending together. And for me, I think being patient and allowing for space makes the relationship feel like it's just more exciting for a longer time. And I feel like for me, when it comes to my relationships, I've only gotten more out of being more patient and kind of living my own life and then having my relationship be a part of my life rather than obsessing because it's easy to obsess. I've, I've always I've been obsessed with someone before in my life and I wanted to spend every waking second with this person. I have to like actively force myself not to do that and be like, you can be patient. If you would like this to last for a long time, then act like it. Act like this is going to last. It's going to be here forever. You don't need to rush. You don't need to go on a gazillion dates and spend a million hours with this person. You can just have your own life and exist and be patient to see what unfolds for the relationship. For me also, this would apply to myself, like self-growth. I don't need to do so much optimization on self and become a different person tomorrow and a better person tomorrow in all these ways. I can be patient with the ways that I grow and the patient I can be patient with myself and the things that I implement in my life, whether it's learning a new skill or whatever it is. I learn, I've learned, I guess, that patience with myself, my life is going to last, you know, my forever is my life. And I, I think that I don't need to become the best version of me tomorrow as long as I'm working towards that better version. And I think that us working towards a better version and a better life is just what life is. So like there's not going to be an end. So I don't need to rush to the end. You know what I mean? 
another reminder that I gave myself or I've given myself throughout my 20s is just because it's taking time doesn't mean it's not happening. Again, I think things have happened to me in my life where now I realize why it took a little while longer for that one event to take place in my life because had it happened sooner, I wasn't going to be ready. Relationships, job opportunities, things like that. This has happened a number of times where I've met that person at the right time in the in the place that I needed to be, or I've gotten that job opportunity at the right time where it was still challenging to me, but it wasn't completely out of my league or something like that. So I think that being patient with time and not trying to expect everything to happen right now, it's that, like I've said a number of times already, has been important in slowing down my life, but also waiting and that and getting comfortable in the waiting has been really important for me. I also think that when you choose patience, you do things better. So when I take the time that I need, or if I take like a undistracted hour, an undistracted hour to, let's say, prep a podcast episode, that episode is usually going to be more thought out and better than if I rushed through getting it done while I was watching TV and listening to another podcast and taking care of the dog. I need to be patient and set out these moments to sit in quiet and complete a task. Um, But anything that you're rushing through is not going to be the best, obviously. Like if you're rushing through your makeup, I do that all the time. I did that today. If you're rushing through getting schoolwork done, if you're rushing through some kind of job assignment, if you're rushing through, I don't know, if I'm training Winnie and I'm rushing and I'm anxious, like it's not going to, she's not going to get something out of the session as much as she could when I, if I'm more calm and just more present and there. So I've never rushed through something and then been proud of that thing. So I think it's important to remember that choosing patience is going to deter you from doing good work. It's going to deter you from enjoying yourself. There's so many things it's going to deter you from. Another reminder that I have, the last one that I have before we talk in ways that I'm practicing patience is patience needs to be learned and it needs to be practiced. And I think that this is a good way to frame it for someone like me who sometimes will think of impatience and just think, okay, well, I'm just an impatient person. That's just who I am. It's almost like the anxious thing. I'm just an anxious person. That's who I am. I'm just a depressed person. That's who I am. And if I think about patience as a skill to acquire and learn and to practice, it makes it more tangible to me. And it makes me think, oh, I can actually apply this to my life. I can't just, I don't have to just say I'm impatient and that's what's going on. And it's never going to change because it's maybe not who I am. It's just something that I, a, a toxic kind of habit that I've fallen into. It's motivation and dedication and ambition taken way too far, maybe. I don't know. It's not being able to sit in discomfort and wanting it all and being a brat kind of. So it's those things. I don't think it's necessarily healthy. So I'll definitely call it toxic. And I think that looking at it as a skill rather than as a personality trait is helpful in like taking that first step to kind of acquiring and learning patience is realizing it's a skill that can be learned. Okay. So I have a little list of ways that I am practicing patience. Now I don't do all of these all the time, but they're definitely things I've been trying to implement in my life. So number one, I try to set realistic expectations. So this is really obvious for me when it comes to my to-do list. I over usually exert myself when it comes to, or I over expect things of myself. 
I really demand things of myself that are not possible within the framework of the 24 hour day, especially when like the work day is much shorter and like the daylight is not out for as long right now. I guess it's like after daylight savings or whatever. So I need to learn to set realistic expectations so I'm not rushing. So that's like a foundational thing. Like if you are not setting expectations that you can actually uphold, you're going to be rushing through your day and that's going to make you impatient and stressed and anxious. So setting realistic expectations when it comes to how much I can accomplish in a day and a month and a year, setting realistic expectations when it comes to what I expect of myself as a human being or what I expect of other people in relationships and friendships, whatever it is, I need to be realistic and I need to know what I'm getting myself into. A, A really simple example of this could be okay, I'm driving. I would like to take Winnie to the dog beach at some point. It's going to be an hour long drive with traffic. Instead of getting stressed in the car about how much traffic is taking forever, I need to set that expectation in my in my brain. And instead of getting impatient to get to the dog beach, I need to say, Peyton, this is going to take an hour. Okay. So don't get all f- crazy and impatient when you're in the car. You know, it's going to take an hour. So, cause I have to drive like out of LA, I have to go to like either Huntington or Malibu or like Long Beach for like an actual dog beach because they don't want to get fined. So anyway, setting those realistic expectations. So I know what I'm getting myself into. They can look like that as well. You know, setting realistic expectations can really apply to a lot of different areas of life. Um, your day to day, your relationships, your work, whatever it is yourself. Okay. So that's not my number one kind of foundational way that I'm practicing patience is setting myself up for success to be able to even practice it at all. Number two, there are some actions that I've been trying to take and even thinking about taking them gives me anxiety because I want everything and I want it now and I'm impatient. Okay. So one thing I've tried to do is wait in the longer line at the grocery store. If I see a shorter line, usually I am bolting towards it. I am tapping my foot, not at someone, but I'm literally like in my head, just like, come here, hurry up, come here, hurry up. Like, give me, I need to go to the next place. I need to get in my car. I need to load it. Stress, 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 stress. I have forced myself to go into the longer line at the grocery store a couple times when I do have extra time. And I know I do. I'm in the longer line, at the grocery store it gives me anxiety just thinking about, but that's a very tangible one, right? It, it makes you kind of have to sit there and be like, okay, you're almost like taking inventory of like, where in your body are you feeling impatient? Why are you feeling that way? Practice the patience. It's a very obvious way to do so. Another one, don't pass the slower driver on the highway. So I drive a solid five to 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. It's a, that's what we do in Los Angeles. People are driving pretty fast. Lately, especially if I have the time again, if I'm not running super late or something, I try to allow myself to drive behind people that maybe are driving slower than I normally would. Again, very difficult, but it's a very obvious way to practice patience. Okay. Another way to do this, learning a new skill, because this is also practicing patience. This is mostly practicing patience with yourself and allowing yourself to be a beginner. So it could be cooking. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. It's going to take forever learning how to like chop and do all these things. I've been practicing my cooking and I'm getting better now, but it's been with consistency and allowing myself to be a beginner because I think sometimes I have a tendency to, if I'm not naturally good at something immediately, I'll be like, hey, it's not worth it, whatever. I'm on to the next thing, you know? So this has been a practice in patience. Maybe it's going to your first Pilates class and becoming good at Pilates. Maybe it's learning an instrument or 
anything like that, learning a language. I mean, language takes so much patience. So learning a new skill and allowing yourself to be a beginner and just being consistent and learning slowly and allowing yourself to do so without the expectation of being immediately perfect, which is something that I do to myself all the time. I think that that's a really good practice in patience over time. And then what else do I have here? Mm, Growing something. So I started with herbs, growing herbs from like little seeds takes a while and it takes some tender love and care. I mean, I do have a hydroponic garden, so it's not that much tender love and care. It's definitely, it takes a hot second. So I was excited. I was waiting for my herbs to like grow every day and like reach the top of their little like growth pod thing so I could take it off and they could start growing more. And it was an interesting lesson in patience and like being excited for that next step. And I would get so excited when I would see it like pop out of its little like dirt thing. And then it was just a whole process. So growing herbs was a an interesting and is an interesting act of patience for me. Now I have a puppy and I'm not necessarily, I guess, growing her, but she is growing and she is forcing me to learn patience in a lot of ways, whether it's just the fact that it takes longer to do everything now and because you're putting her up in the cage and then we're, we're trying to do it well, where it's like she's being positively reinforced to like her crate. So that's going to take a hot second. And then She's got to drink her water before I leave and then also has to go pee and poop before I leave. So I make sure that she's not in her crate. It's a whole process. Things just go a lot slower, obviously. My mornings are slower as well. Also, her being potty trained will go, you know, we'll take three steps forward, one step back and learning the patience of her looking directly into my eyeballs and peeing on the rug. You got to be patient with that one. She's learning. She's four months old. She's new to the world. So I have to remind myself like, okay, this is going to happen. But that's where the realistic expectations came in. Like I've already had a puppy before, so I know how it goes, but it still is frustrating to be like, we were moving in the right direction. Now you're peeing on the rug again. Like it's, it's annoying. It's annoying. And that forces you to learn patience. Obviously later with children, I'm sure it's going to be a full new level of learning patience (laughs) and you're growing your kids. So that, that kind of counts as growing, grow something, herbs, a plant, a dog, a child. (laughs) It'll force you, I think. Maybe start with the herbs if you're just starting out. For me, reading is an act of patience. I usually like to listen to an audiobook and do something while I listen to the audiobook. And now I've been challenging myself to like sit down and read a book. Because sometimes I'll I'll be thinking about other stuff and I get to the end of the page and I'm like, where did that entire page just go? I have no idea what just happened. That's how I know I'm not practicing patience. I want to be here. I want to be present. I want to be patiently and calmly reading my book for a certain allotted amount of time. That's really the key for that is have a certain amount of time to practice the patience. Let's see what else do I have here. Creating any kind of art. If you're going to do some kind of ceramics, painting, anything like that, it's going to take a second. You can't rush through that. And that's the reason I love art. I actually really love to draw and I love to paint, but I've been avoiding going to an art class because I feel like I want to rush through it and get the painting done rather than just like enjoying the process. And leaning into the creativity of it all. And you cannot rush through creativity. Like it's just not going to work. So you need to be patient when it comes to that. And I think that that's an interesting way to like develop patience is through doing some kind of art, other things, doing makeup, doing skincare for me as a way to practice patience. I typically am someone who rushes through those two things because I just want to get them done. And I want to be someone who enjoys doing those things. So I've been trying to set out extra time to do makeup and to do my skincare at night. So 
I'm not like just getting it done real quick. And I feel like that's a nice, almost like self-care indulgent way to practice patience. But again, somehow, and for some reason, very hard for me to do. And then another more, I guess, a deeper example is relationships have taught me patience. Relationships with family have taught me patience a lot and try to practice patience with family members over time has taught me a lot. Being in a relationship with a man has taught me a lot about patience and about how, okay, he's not going to understand everything I'm saying and doing and understand me completely right now, but that's okay. Like we can work through things and we can, he can learn about me. I can learn about him as well. And it's always going to be a work in progress. And I think that like patience is definitely really important when it comes to that. I know with children, obviously, like we've said, relationships with your kid, or I have like a younger niece, patience with her is important and patience with my friends. Like there's sometimes my friends and I, maybe have a rift or we don't agree with something or maybe my friends don't agree with me doing something or I don't agree with them doing something or they annoyed me yesterday or they said something that hurt my feelings. Like these people are just people too. So remaining patient and compassionate in those moments and not running when something sh- when something seems to be annoying or something like that and just being patient with someone and allowing them to grow in their own way as well. I feel like relationships have taught me patience like the past isolation I've had in my life on purpose that I love um, just really never did. And I think that that's a very important way that I've incorporated patience in my everyday is just my relationship to other people um, on whatever level that is. So that's how I'm practicing patience. That's what patience means to me. And um, that's, I mean, I guess the importance of it in my life that I've learned in the last near 30 years. And I feel like this is something we all deal with, especially living in the world that we live in today where things are so automatic, which I don't want to ever be a person that's like, well, you know, things used to be better because you had to wait for dial up internet and you had to wait for all of these things, which are times I actually do remember vaguely because I was pretty young. But I don't want to say that that was a better time because obviously there was a time before that when there was no internet and you could say that was a better time. But I think that Technology has given us so much and allowed us to advance in so many ways that I enjoy. I enjoy convenience. It makes, I feel like it saves me time and it gives me extra time that I probably wouldn't have had. But I do think it makes it really difficult to be patient. And I guess another little way I do want to add in is not looking at my phone so much. Like when I'm in a situation like in an elevator or walking down the street or whatever it is, I try to stop looking at my phone so much. So, because I, or in the shower, y'all, I am a, phone user in the shower. I have my little OctaBuddy and I put it on the side of my shower and I scroll through TikTok while I'm in the shower. That is that is not good. That is not okay. That's diabolical. I I should not be doing that. It's, but it's because I want to be having information at my fingertips at all times rather than just like sitting even with music on and God forbid silence. Like I, I just need to stop. So that's actually my note to self. It's more of a an assignment is to implement a couple of these in my life this week. I think definitely the waiting in longer lines literally just gave me anxiety thinking about it and the not taking my phone in the shower and just like relaxing and then the skincare and makeup one. I think that's definitely three that I'm going to implement in my life this week. Another one actually that I just thought of or remembered is I want to be like a puzzle or like a board game person. Like I would love to just like pour a cup of tea or a glass of wine and sit there with maybe friends and do a puzzle. Because usually I'm like, why are we doing this puzzle? Can't we be doing something else? Can I be learning something? Can I be listening to a podcast or whatever? What if I could just do the puzzle and I could just relax and be here and be solving this very simple but 
kind of elongated problem. I think that's a great practice in patience, some puzzles. So maybe I'll do a puzzle this week. One of my friends is coming over. I think she's like more impatient than me even. So I don't think she'll be involved in the puzzling of it all, but I might try to get her involved and we'll let you know. Also, that friend, by the way, is my friend Kelsey, and she's going to be coming on the podcast next week. We're going to do an episode on pet peeves. And who better to have on the podcast than one of my best friends in life? And also maybe, again, the most impatient, Virgo, critical in a way that I like, but maybe other people are like, this is critical person I've ever met. It's just, I think it's going to be a great episode. So y'all tune in for next week. And that's end for this week. Y'all can find me on Instagram on YouTube, on TikTok. I'm on all the things and I will talk to y'all next Thursday. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.